In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual. And Cinda Virtual brings you thought leadership stories and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you stories from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry, because we are on every major podcast platform from iTunes to Google Play to Stitcher to Spotify. So you can listen to us at any time. And I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com and tell me what kind of subjects you want to hear about on this show. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take home something for either yourself or your business. Now, on to what we're going to talk about today. Uh, There are a lot of podcasts out there, we know that, and a lot of them are talking about what either small businesses or enterprises should do to keep their businesses floating during this pandemic, during this crisis. But not a lot of them talk about the comeback after the crisis or how to plan for the future. Only a few brands, retailers, and local businesses are managing to sufficiently compensate the loss of offline revenues or the loss of revenues in general with online revenues and other market shares. Now, they're basically they've kind of put their businesses into hibernation. But now we have a light at the end of the tunnel. Things are starting to look up. And businesses have got to start to plan for the future and they have to plan for their comeback. And this process is very hard to do, especially for lifestyle companies where the owners live from their businesses and their businesses are both their life and their business. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a method that can help lifestyle companies develop a plan, not only for recovery, but also for growth. And our guest, our Guest, first guest today is Greg Shepard, and Greg is a 20-year startup veteran and serial entrepreneur with 14 liquidity events under his belt, two of which were sold as part of a $925 million transaction that won four PE awards for transactions between $250 million and $1 billion. A Forbes books author. He has written over 100 articles published in 25 national and international publications. A TEDx speaker and keynote speaker for universities and associations and conferences worldwide. Ted is the host of a Forbes radio show that has been featured as as a guest and he has been featured as a guest of our 25 podcasts as well as numerous network television and radio shows. Now, Greg founded Boss Capital Partners, a global syndicate for investing in tech startups worldwide. And he is also the co-founder of Boss Startup Science. The learning and this learning center is based on Greg's business operating support system, Boss, which is an open source methodology developed to empower enterprises while increasing startup success. 
And we're going to talk about that today. And our second guest is Randall Lavu. And Randall is the CRO and founder of Boss Capital Partners and CEO of Boss Startup Science. Randall has over 15 years of experience developing scalable growth programs that range from exit strategy development to scalable go-to-market development. He was the CMO of Magnento Commerce. Uh, and helped position a $1.7 billion acquisition to Adobe. In addition, he started and managed a management consulting practice advising private equity portfolio companies on growth transformation. So welcome to the show, Randall and Greg. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thank you so, for having that's us. That's quite a mouthful to read off. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just have done too much. That's the yeah. problem, okay? You know what I mean? <laughs> no. yeah. so, you, did a, you did a good job. I was listening to that going, man, I'm glad I don't have to read that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're so lucky to have people, you both here, take the time to be with us. And um, thank you. And, you know, I just, I, I, I want to just start out um, with a subject. I mean, the, the subject has been kind of exhausted, but, but I, I really like to talk about you know the businesses that have been have been hard hit and and maybe you know how are how are they can they start to rebuild i mean which which industries have been the hardest hit and and how do businesses really just approach now that we maybe have a little light on the tunnel um starting to rebuild it's yesterday i was actually doing a, a podcast with a um with a guy who's written four or five New York Times bestsellers, specializes in economy, and it was just really fascinating. He was telling me that, you know, the the really interesting thing to begin with is that there were so many businesses that couldn't survive a month or two uh, without cash flow, mm-hmm. and you know that immediately, t- uh, you know, I thought about that and I was thinking man, there's a lot of businesses out there that don't actually know how to run the business and operate a business in a way that you have enough cash flow to survive past one or two months. Um, That said, you know, there's a lot of new, you know, financial offerings out there outside of, uh, you know, the federal uh, stuff that's being offered to people all around the world. There's, you know, people's homes and there's 401ks and people are cashing in things to try to keep their business alive. I think fundamentally it's important for people to understand that, you know, there is weathering the storm without doing anything. And then there is weathering the storm with doing something. And so one of the things that I tell entrepreneurs, I say, you know, if there's a big storm that comes in, you can go in your house. You can only sit in your house until you run out of firewood. And then you have to go out and get some firewood. So I tell entrepreneurs, go out and get some firewood. And what I mean by that is, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, you see, you know, a lot of lifestyle companies trying to survive just by closing up. And then you started to see them learn that they need to get into the the online delivery space and create areas outside that are safe for people to to uh, eat and so on. And so you start to see that uh, coming back now. I think that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, you have the the vaccines and all that stuff coming on board. But I think it's really important for for entrepreneurs to settle down and then sort of start think of it as a fresh start. Start mm-hmm. with your North Star, go through the process and rebuild your business. This is your opportunity to rebuild your business in the way that you wanted to the first time with everything you've learned. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to be talking about how you do that in a few minutes. And I just want to ask you, so is, is this, you know, mindset the same for for Big enterprises, because there are some really big enterprises that are that have been really hit by this, um, you know, such as the airline industry, um, and then we have the small businesses. Okay, the SMBs, the SMEs out there. Um, is that do you have the same advice for them as you would have for a large enterprise? Not necessarily. I think that the 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 larger you know ecosystems like airlines or any transportation company is going to rely on largely um, support from various governments um, because Mm -hmm. there's so much in there. Whereas like with a smaller business, you can go to crowdfunding platforms. uh, You can go raise angel money. There's a lot of personal things you can do to put your personal, uh, use your personal credit to make things happen. 
but the larger companies just don't have that. I think that there is inevitably going to be a shakeup on that side. Um, these large companies that have, you know, captured so much of the market share are paying the consequences for that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when when you own the majority of a market, uh, you know, you thrive when the market is good and you die when the market isn't good. And I think that it's unhealthy. So I think it's a good thing in the long run that these large companies get shaken up and maybe they learn that it's better to be more agile, uh, be smaller and not, you know, sort of monopolize uh, different uh, ecosystems. That's, mm-hmm. that's sort of my thoughts on it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some interesting t- statistics around that too, and it's it's very skewed towards the the enterprise. Um, during the pandemic, SMB businesses uh, went out of business at a 30% or more rate, while the large enterprises actually gained money on their profit lines and uh, were growing as a result of that because they have more options, they have more resources, and in some people's eyes, they're too big to fail, so they're going to get that funding. So the SMB. Um, has to approach this a, a different way. They're not going to have those parachutes that the enterprises do. Mm-hmm. And, and so, Randall, if you were, you know, just working with an SMB or consulting or had a, some family member as an SMB, and um, you, you know, they've gotten through this time, and they were kind of now they're looking at recovery. What would you? What would be your suggestion to them to do at this point? Yeah, it, it it's interesting. Um, I mean, the, the, the first rule is there is no silver bullet uh, to crisis management. Um, it, you have to do what would instead be um, preventing the crisis from getting bigger. Um, so there's a parallel that could be drawn in an analogy um, between how firefighters approach putting out a fire. Um, it, you know, when uh, places like California have large wildfires happening, rather than attacking the fire head on and just trying to put it out, they draw fire lines uh, around the fire and, and try to contain the fire first. That mm-hmm. lets the fire burn out and allows them to move on to plan B, right? So in the enterprise businesses, most of those companies have prepared themselves for these pivots, whether the pivot needs to be based off of an internal factor, uh, such as loss of headcount or poor production with your employees, or an external factor, like something like COVID uh, or a market recession, Right. And so the, the enterprises are more agile in this way that they have prepared crisis management programs uh, for different pivots that they may have to make. Whereas mm-hmm. the SMB haven't thought that thoroughly about it. And it's because of the lack of resources that the SMBs have. It's very hard to work on the business and in the business at the same time as a small entrepreneur um, versus an enterprise. You have more resources, more people um, and more time, frankly, to prepare for these these issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, it, it does kind of seem sometimes that the SMBs are kind of left out in the cold. But um, we're we're gonna to quick question, Greg, um, to you back on this enterprise. If you sit on a lot of boards, um, what's the the first piece of advice you're giving people right now as they're coming out of this or looking towards this recovery? Do you have one thing that you always say stands out front? Yeah, I tell them to sit down and do a North Star. And we Mm -hmm. can talk about that later. But I say you need to you need to start over with a new North Star and plan for what is going to be the new world moving forward, especially for these industries. I mean, a lot of people have adjusted to having their food delivered. A lot of people have adjusted in a lot of ways. Those businesses will never operate the same. You have to think that even after the vaccine, you have an 80, 90% chance of not getting it, but there's still a 10, 15, 20% chance you can get the mm-hmm. virus. So this thing is gonna last for a while. So the businesses need to step back and look at the new world and rebuild their business considering the way things are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, Boss Startup Science and and explain to our listeners what the North Star is. Um, but first, we're going to take a short break. And for our listeners, we are talking with Greg Shepard and Randall Lavu. And Greg is the CEO and founder of Boss Capital Partners and president of Boss Startup Science. He's a serial entrepreneur, a Forbes author, an author, speaker, and angel venture capital investor with a legacy of building and 
running sustainable business growth. And Randall is the CRO of Boss Capital Partners and CEO of Boss Startup Science. He has over 15 years experience developing scalable growth programs that range from exit strategy developed to scalable go-to-market development. Now, if you'd like to learn about Boss Startup Science, you can go to www.bossstartupscience.com. And if you'd like to learn about Boss Capital Partners on www.bosscapitalpartners.com. If you'd like to reach out to Greg, Greg is on every social platform, on Facebook under Greg Shepard, on LinkedIn under Greg Shepard, Twitter Greg Shepard, and um, Randall. And also he has his own website, gregoryshepard.com. And Randall is also on LinkedIn and you can reach out to him. And this series is being brought to you by Cinda. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, you can go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Each week, The Opportunity Zone is the one show you'll want to turn to for private and alternative investment opportunities. Hosted by private lender Chris Magda and industry veteran Dan Summers, we'll help you move your investment strategy to the next level by featuring industry insiders, marketing experts, sports figures, and more who will challenge you, inspire you, and motivate you to move forward. The Opportunity Zone airs live every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking with Greg Shepard and Randall Lavu. And Greg is the CEO and founder of Boss Capital Partners. He's a serial entrepreneur. And he is also the president of Boss Startup Science. And Randall is a CEO of Boss Startup Science. He has over 15 years experience um, developing scalable growth programs that range from exit strategies to go-to-market development. And we're talking about the recovery and getting back to normal, how enterprises and um, enterprises and small businesses, but primarily lifestyle businesses is what we're talking about, can really try to steer themselves to the future. Now, you've developed what you call um, the boss startup science. And can you talk to us, can you talk to us a little bit about what that is and and uh, kind of tell our audience about it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first of all, BOSS stands for Business Operating Support System. And the, the great thing about BOSS is BOSS is an open source platform um, that takes some of the best ideas, uh, best processes, best concepts, 
um, along with uh, Greg, myself, and some of our partners, our legacy experience in growing and scaling uh, SMB and startup companies. And we've codified that process into what we call a life cycle. And the life cycle applies to two different types of businesses. So we have growth businesses, and a growth business is one that takes on investor capital. And typically, they're driving towards some sort of an exit, uh, an acquisition, or an IPO. Now, we also have a lifestyle uh, life cycle, uh, which is for companies that aren't typically taking on investor capital, but want to grow a sustainable business that their friends, their family could live off of and could last generations, right? So the unique thing about this is the building blocks, the foundational aspects of setting up both types of businesses, growth and lifestyle, are almost identical. There are a little bit of differences in terms of the destination and how hard you're driving towards your eventual end goal. However, many of the same tactics can be applied, and that's what's really helping the lifestyle companies is starting to learn from and behave like these enterprise companies and growth companies uh, that are able to achieve an exit or a outcome very quickly and very efficiently. Mm-hmm. So essentially, then the lifestyle companies, um, which you know are very often family-owned companies, even if they're they're not, you know, even if they're big, uh, they don't have to be small businesses. They can learn from these sta- same components that you're using as building blocks um, for growth companies or or what we might consider startups. So what are what are so some of those components? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest components. Um, and, and something that we have adopted is beginning with the end in mind. Um, so this is a very important principle for us. And the analogy we use is um, if you are an individual that's attempting to get in your car and drive towards a destination that you've never been to before, what do you do? You grab your GPS and you type in your two most important coordinates, where you are right now and where you eventually want to go. Right? This is going to make your route to your destination very efficient. So our North Star acts much in the same way. Whether you're driving towards an exit or an IPO or you're driving towards sustainability, the North Star will help you get there. So this is the most important and foundational pieces. And going back up to some of the questions that we we're answering earlier about this crisis and what to do to come out of the pandemic – What we found, uh, like I had said before, there's no silver bullet to crisis management. It's Mm -hmm. the preparation that you take prior to the crisis that allows you to be agile and nimble and and move towards efficient practices that are going to allow you to um, not go under and not experience those, those failure rates. Greg mentioned a couple of them, right? A lot of the restaurants that were failing because of the pandemic chose to move to pop-up grocery stores, um, chose to have touchless uh, pickup uh, processes for their food. Um, the, The customers and consumers are just as upset that they can't engage with your business and product. So being agile and having options in terms of how you could still serve your customer are extremely important. And the foundation from that comes from the North Star. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to I'd like to go into that, but I just want to make a quick comment. When you you talk about um, beginning with the end in mind, I mean, is it, it to me the first thing that came in is a professional athlete. You know, they they start training, um, and they have the goal of being in the Olympics, or or they may have the big, big goal the goal of you know being in. Um, you know, the Euro Champion League or something like that, okay? Uh, I was going to try to use a, an American um, example, but I can't even remember what the last thing of the baseball is called. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But, uh, no, World but I mean, that's... Okay, so World Series, right? Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it kind of, kind of, it, it kind of, it resonates with me. I think it can, if people think about it in that simple way, it resonates with a lot of people. Um, so let's talk about this North Star. Um, uh, wh- what is that all about? Yeah. Uh, the, the North Star is a guide for your company is foundational. Um, Like I said, the North Star is going to go through certain components that help you understand your identity, where you are today, and help you understand where you need to get to. And we reverse engineer that process, much like we would a growth company, right? You could think of if you're a growth company, you take on investor capital and they expect a return by a certain time frame. 
So from day one, they are planning for each step of their process through the life cycle until they get to their eventual exit. They're keeping in mind things like delusion. They're keeping in mind things like, am I overvaluing my company? Am I serving the right customers? Do I have the right product fit? Right? Lifestyle companies should be approaching business in a very similar way. Although you're not taking on investor capital, you want to know how long is it going to take me conceivably to be able to get to sustainability. And for sustainability for a lot of lifestyle companies, it's I want to um, pull off six figures off of the business. I want to have a generational business that I could pass down um, you know, throughout generations and through my family. And I want to create jobs for friends and family uh, and people that I really care about that depend on me. Right. So there's a lot of pressure there, um, similar pressure to what entrepreneurs have who take on investor capital. Right. You're responsible for a lot of people's well-being, not just the investor's money, but your actual employees and making sure that you can overcome any crisis and, and maintain that long haul. Um, so you can still make the money you want from the business and pass it off to others and they could do the same. Mm-hmm. So, in the in the a little while ago, Greg, when we were talking to Greg, he said, um, you know, when he was talking to when he would if he was sitting on a board where he had to help a company recover or help them plan for the future now after this crisis and going into recovery, the first thing that that he would do was have them look at their north star. So. Um, why is that so important? Because these lifestyle companies, you know, they have products. They've been there, okay? And, and yeah, maybe they've changed because of the situation, but why is it so important for them to revisit that? Yeah. Well, within the North Star, we captured a very important component, which is the ideal customer profile. Mm-hmm. And this is all about the persona of who you're selling to, right? We want to know what their, um, what their expectations are how they move through their buying process, what options they have, and how much of the wallet share that they own that we could uh, conceivably uh, take from them, right, in a positive way. So let's say someone has $50 to spend on lunch. We want to make sure that we capture as much of that wallet share as possible every time they go to lunch by offering as much as possible so they're not going somewhere else, right? Right. So in the ICP, Um, And in the North Star, there are uh, strategic moments when you do need to revisit your North Star and make an adjustment. And the pandemic represented a a perfect scenario. So your ideal customer, their behaviors have now changed as a result of the pandemic. No longer are they willing to walk directly into your store. Um, They're leery, they're tentative of the virus, right? So you have to adjust the expectations or to the expectations of the ideal customer and make sure that your service or product can meet them where they are today, right? There's obviously been a change and you need to be agile and pivot to a way that you could actually serve them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so the ideal customer profile is one part of that. Are there other components to, that during, in the North Star to revisit? Oh, absolutely. Um, We go through some foundational aspects uh, like the what and the why, right? The what is who is your company? Um, Description, feature, benefits, right? And your your what and which is uh, who you are and your why, which is why would someone patron your business are going to um, evolve as market conditions change. Right. That narrative is going to change. So you need to, as your ideal customer is changing and their expectations are changing, you need to change the identity of your business to fit with them. So what the the overall concept of the North Star and the boss system in general is, is it ties all these important factors together. And if you are making uh, pivots and making changes in certain areas, but not taking into account all the other areas that that change can um, have an impact on, your business will likely fall into one of the the failure rate traps. So the North Star allows you to say, if I am changing one thing, I need to look across the entire North Star and make sure that my business evolves to that change. 
this is a, it's a very helpful thing. And um, as we continue on, we'll be presenting um, examples of this use cases, case studies of how companies in the lifestyle area have used BOSS to quickly overcome and adopt some of these uh, crises. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a quick question on this. So that's, that would be great to, if you have an example of that, because I mean, th- this is a little bit different. The concepts for me uh, sound, it's the same as using it for a growth company, but you know, you've got kind of, I want to say almost a legacy there. Okay. In some of these lifestyle and how difficult it is, is it to get lifestyle companies to, to start to revisit these things? Yeah. I mean, one of the things we find on both growth and lifestyle is being too sick to take the medicine. Uh, (laughs) Right. And um, this is something it's unavoidable, right? There, there are, are um, things a, a foot in front of your face and a thing's 100 feet in front of you. And every time, 10 out of 10 times, the entrepreneur is going to be focused on the thing that's a foot right in front of them. So you have to be able to adopt and be able to work both sides of the business as an entrepreneur. There are some crises that come up that prevent day-to-day operations. Those obviously need to be prioritized. Mm-hmm. But you can't be ignorant to the fact that the root causes of some of those crises, internal or external, were created as a result of you not having a plan or not being prepared for them. So immediately after a crisis, just like the firefighters, you know, contain the fire, let the fire burn out. While that's happening, you should be preparing yourself for the next time that potentially happens that you now have uh, an action plan that you can enable almost immediately. Okay, good. So, I mean, that's it. We're going to take a short break now. And um, when we come back, if you have an example of, of, you know, a lifestyle company company that's used this, that'd be great to, to, to hear that. And then I want to talk a little bit about, you know, where where the hiccups are, okay, where companies sometimes go wrong and where the biggest challenges and what has to be watched out for when when going through this this process and going through both science. So for our listeners, we are talking with Greg Shepard, and he is the CEO and founder of Boss Capital Partners, serial entrepreneur, Forbes author, speaker, angel venture capital investor, and has a legacy of building and running sustainable growth businesses. And Randall Lavu is the CEO of Boss Capital Science, a Boss Startup Science, and he has a long history in developing scalable growth programs that range from exit strategy development to sustainable go-to-market plans. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Boss Startup Science, go to www.bossstartupscience.com and Boss Capital Partners is on www.bosscapitalpartners.com. Now, you can also reach out to Greg. He's on all social media platforms under Gregory Shepard. And also, Randall is also on LinkedIn under Randall Lavu. And you want to reach to Randall and learn more about the program, it's Randall at BossStartupScience.com. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, and this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinder does training. We work with startups, we do leadership um, seminars, conferences, and you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. And with that, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 35 years of expertise covering multiple asset classes to be bluntly and openly discussed by Troy Ecker. The program is Tangible Assets for Tangible Results. Troy will dig deep, provide insight, and give his listeners real takeaway value from his own experiences and inside secrets he's learned. No nonsense, real life experiences, and a man of broad expertise will tackle asset classes you can see, touch, kick, and feel. Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Talking with the Texan. Worth your time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking with Greg Shepard and Randall Lavu. And Greg is the CEO and founder of Boss Capital Partners. Um, he's a serial entrepreneur, Forbes author, speaker. Um, he's about everything, okay? And Randall also. He's the CEO of Boss Startup Science. And this is a program that helps both growth companies and lifestyle companies kind of navigate their way through their business and try to get them to either a exit or to a sustainable uh, business. So I asked, I asked you guys about uh, an example. Do you have an example of a um, where la, where boss? Startup science has been used for a lifestyle uh, company. Yeah, I can give you actually. Interestingly enough, I uh, bought a. Uh, it's sort of like a UPS store or a mailbox, et cetera, store. It's called Postnet um, for my sister. And uh, in in that business, you know, the you're dependent on small businesses and some people just coming into the store, making copies, shipping things, stuff like that. Uh, when the COVID thing hit, the the, the revenue dropped by seventy five percent. So it it didn't even have enough money to pay the uh, the folks that were just there uh, just just to have somebody behind the counter. Um, and so one of the things that we did is we immediately started to think about what sort of services would be able to be uh, conducted in that situation. And what we did to start out with is we offered virtual mailboxes. And this so what this did is it made it so that people didn't have to come into the store. We would scan their mail through a scanner and then we would email their mail to them so that now they didn't have to come into the store at all. And we ended up selling more of those than we had P.O. boxes. And now uh, after people are able to come into the store, the P.O. boxes are not preferred anymore. Um, so that was that was one thing we did. Another thing we did is we went out and we started talking to our customers and we asked them, we said, what do you need? How can we help you survive? What services, you know, how can we make this better for you? And we, we got so many different ideas on uh, from these small businesses that were coming into our small business. And so it restructured the way that we saw the customer the way that we saw the persona being the person of the custom, the person that you're talking to and the ICP, the ideal customer profile, which is the business that we were talking to. It changed our whole perspective because, you know, you get these people saying, look, I, I need to do this stuff, but I want to do it safely. So we put hand sanitizer and masks up uh, at the counter. We put stickers on the floor so people could see, keep a distance. We had people walking outside uh, to service people from, you know, walking back and forth from the inside to the outside. And we just listened to what they said, and then we reacted to it. 
And after we reacted, we would ask people, is this what you were referring to and is this working for you? That restructured the entire North Star. Wow. So that that's a really, really good example and um, and of a turnaround. Now, a quick question, Greg. You know, a lot of time when you're do, when you're going through this process, um, time is of the essence. Um, as companies go into this recovery or forming the, the new future, I would say, um, you know, you you said that people need to start doing this now. Okay, how important is this? And um, you know how time cons- you know how much time does this take? I mean, typically a turnaround is like six months to a year, right? Mm-hmm. So, with a lifestyle company where you don't have a management team and all that sort of thing, maybe you could do it in three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first thing to do is to talk to your customers and listen to what they say, do what they say, and then ask them what the experience was. Did this alleviate the concerns you have? Does this give you the benefit that you came here to get? Um, and that really changed everything. Now the the revenue is almost back where it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because, you know, people come outside. Of, we have a lot of people. So, you know, the, the idea came from, uh, you know, curbside pickup, right, where somebody right. would come in. And so, so we were like, well, can we do curbside pickup? And it sounded ridiculous, right? They're just dropping off a package. But you would be amazed at how many people were like, yeah, I mean, this would this would be amazing. I don't have, first of all, I don't have to park and then walk across the parking lot and then walk over there and then get in line with other people and da 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 da, you know. And so we we gave them a, a phone number. We gave them a text phone number, so they could come up, text, and say, "I have a package. I'm outside." Boom! Somebody runs outside, grabs the package, comes back in. They're done, and mm-hmm. it was it just changed everything. So, I think it's just really really important. To, to listen to your customer mm-hmm. in the first place, let alone when something like this happens and the customer that you had before had changed, meaning their persona, how they act, where they go, all of those things have now changed. So you have to, you can't sit there and say, I have the same customer I had before. You have to go to those customers and you have to find out from them what they need in order to do business with you safely and in a way that makes them not stressed, right? Mm-hmm. So think about your customer. They have to pull up, park, put on a mask, walk across the parking lot with the mask steaming up their glasses or falling down or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then they walk in the door, right? And there's people, other people there. Maybe they have some anxiety about the other people that are there. Inevitably, one person coughs and everybody thinks they have COVID or something, right? So, <laughs> you know, you, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you, you, you need to think about that experience. And so one of the things that I did is I told my sister, I'm like, go outside the store and I want you to go in there and send five packages. And then I want you to come back and I want you to do uh, some printing and I want you to come back and do some copies. And then I want you to go out and do the P.O. box, right? And what we, what she said is she said, oh, it was a pain in the ass. I had to do this, I had to do that, I had to do this. So we alleviated all of those things and made it easier for the customer to do business mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. So listening to your customer, I mean, and redefining your North Star and listening to your cu- customer is absolutely, you know, a critical. Yeah, and redefining your customer, right? Yeah, you and redefining your customer, different. yeah. 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 Exactly. So, you know, staying with that and staying on on the whole process of the start of the um, startup science process with lifestyle, Randall, to come back to you for a minute. You know, this is a process with different components, and and sometimes there might be hiccups. Where are there hiccups? You know, where where does uh, where is it most likely that a business will will be challenged or maybe not get it a hundred percent right? Yeah, this is the um, the field of dreams syndrome. <laughs> yes. uh, if I build it, they will come, yes. right? And um, I live in a very small town, five thousand people. We, we've got a, a nice little uh, historic downtown area, and seventy percent of the businesses uh, went out of business, mm-hmm. despite living in Georgia, one of the least uh, regulated states in terms of uh, uh, you know staying in mm-hmm. and wearing masks, right? So. You could just see that there's a lot of issues. And where I draw back to is, uh, like Greg said, keeping the customer first. And this starts with the inception of your business. Um, When you develop your business, uh, you have a purpose, right, and a vision. And it's typically tied to one of three things. Um, I want to preserve something uh, that's going out. I want to right a wrong 
you know, um, kind of fix an inefficiency, mm-hmm. um, or I want to improve the quality of life um, uh, for somebody, right? And once you understand which one of those uh, three align to your business, then you start to look at what my advantage is, right? So is my advantage going to be price? Am I going to be able to undercut my competitors on price? Is my product going to be far superior and I'm not going to worry about price and people are going to come to me because I have a better product? Or am I going to have better customer experience uh, than everyone else, right? And people are going to choose me over that. And the reality is, is the the SMB, I mean, all the cards are stacked against you uh, today. Just take Amazon, for instance. I mean, they do everything at this point from food uh, to clothing to knickknacks um, it's seamless. It's easy. The user experience is flawless. Um, they even are, are applying machine learning and anticipating your next moves, right? So you have to be really buttoned up as an SMB and understand where is my product or service going to sit in the realm of this fragmented market with companies that have more resources than I do, people, money, and time. Yeah. And so typically what we, we like to say is pick an advantage um, you know, that is going to build a name for yourself. And there's a story of a, a town or of a, a restaurant in my area uh, that's a very famous restaurant for their hamburgers. And what they did to avoid being one of those uh, companies to go out of business is instead of shutting down, um, they actually released their recipes to their hamburgers and started making the ingredients available for pickup outside of the store. So it became like a family tradition uh, for the local uh, families to go there, pick up uh, the food and, and try to make their own, um, you know, uh, versions of the burger uh, that's so famous out here. And then they created a, a social media page where people were able to talk about it and everything. So this, these ideas, these adaptive ideas where they knew they had a superior product, uh, people wanted it so bad. They were going to be able to provide it to them, even if they couldn't cook it themselves. Um, it was thinking outside of the box. It was taking into consideration their purpose and their advantage, and they ended up winning at the end of this, which is amazing. Yeah, a really, really good story. Um, and we're getting towards the end of our show already, but I have a really important question before I ask kind of your your closing thoughts. Um, you know, a lot of these lifestyle businesses are, are family businesses, and management teams are always quite important to, to this. Um, any, this is part of your whole process in in Boss Startup Science is also looking at the management team. How do you deal with that in a family business? <laughs> Kick Greg, out I the could, cousin? <laughs> I could take this. Yeah. You, want, you want to take it, Randall? Oh, there's yeah, a, I'll, there's I'll, a lot of it. Go, go ahead, ahead, Randall. You go ahead and fill in any of the gaps. But um, the way I look at this and, and the way we build businesses um, uh, with Boss is we remove the individual from the role and the responsibility. Mm-hmm. So when you're in your initial planning session, it's easy to um, craft a role that benefits someone's personality or the traits that they have best. Um, but then you find yourself building your business around individuals and individuals are fickle. Individuals can, uh, you know, change their emotions, um, could potentially leave and take all the IP with them or their ideas with them and you're left empty handed. So the best thing to do is to remove uh, the jockey from the horse, focus on the horse, the horse being the business. Independent of the people I have running it, what are the roles and responsibilities that need to be carried out on a day-to-day basis? And then you have to start to distribute those roles. And one of the things um, that we're very impressed with and have been looking at a lot lately, and um, we can give a shout out to them, uh, Gino Wickman and Rocket Fuel, they have this interesting concept of the integrator um, versus the visionary. And as you start to define the roles, it's very important that in a family business, you understand the roles more importantly than anything, because mm-hmm. emotions tend to overlap in family businesses. And it's a little easier to say more than you would to, to a stranger or someone that you're not as familiar with. So making sure that it's not about the individual, but it's about the role will help you um, make sure that you avoid some of those issues, right? Yeah. And, and that's that's really good advice. And I mean, that's not just good advice in family business, but also in legacy businesses when people have been there for a long time. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. that's you, you wrap your business around the customer, not yeah. the not the people not that the work people there. That. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, we're kind of at the end of the show, and I uh, we could go on for another half hour. So we're gonna have to have you guys back again. But um, last closing words, uh, Greg. Um, this has been you know great. I think um, the startup science. Uh, I know the process, and it's great for lifestyle companies. Um, one last closing word from Greg, and one last closing word from Randall. I think uh, one of the things I just wanted to, to say is that, you know, we saw the COVID thing happening and we rebuilt the boss startup science methodology to wrap around not just growth, but also life science or uh, lifestyles uh, companies. So it would help people. That was one thing. And the other thing is, uh, you know, when it comes to management teams, if somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And if a customer shows you who they are, believe them. Mm. Right. So get the information, figure out who they are, believe who they are, and then wrap your business around the customer and nothing else. Super. Randall? Yeah, so um, I I just want to talk about, you know, boss startup science for lifestyle. And this isn't just a theory um, idea. Uh, Education, um, you know, like reading a good book, right? Uh, The unique aspect of boss startup science is we combine both theory with education, Mm-hmm. So in our program, you're not only going to learn the maturity steps that a lifestyle business needs to get, grow uh, at in terms of growing the right way, right? Filled with gates and milestones that you need to achieve. Um, but you're also learning how to build that business the correct way. And you're going to be able to have many um, pivot points in that business where you decide, hey, Maybe we need to shift our North Star. Maybe we need to adjust our go-to-market strategy. All of this is addressed within the North Star and within Boss Startup Science. And the other unique aspect of it is we have certified and qualified trainers uh, to assist you in this. So one of the most important business or part of about building a business is getting validation. And when validation comes from the inside out, you have a high risk of, of being inaccurate. But when it comes from the outside in via your customers or subject matter experts, um, you're going to be much more prepared for success. Yeah. Uh, so we're really looking forward to bringing this to the Cinda yeah. community. Yeah. So, well, um, yes, thank you so much. I mean, it is a really great program. And if you'd like to learn more about the program, please go to www.bossstartupscience.com. Um, you can also uh, learn more about Boss Capital Partners under Boss Capital Partners. And you can also, we'll, Boss will be partnering with Cinda, and this show is brought to by Cinda. And coming soon, you'll be able to find more about this program on www.cinda.org. And I'd like to thank Greg Shepard and Randall Lavu. And please, thank you for being here tonight. And tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders again next week. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.